excited about that. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This episode is going to be featuring a lot less uh, non sequiturs, uh, tangents, and uh, it's going to feel a little less New Yorky. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Awful Service Podcast. It's me, your host, Matt Doima, with Nathan Smezru. And as I mentioned, uh, we're 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 going the old school. I don't I can't remember the last time we haven't had a third mic. It's been a minute or two. It's been. A it's se- going to be a quicker episode. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's concise. We're not going to have uh, talks about 1950s television or about a, a commercial that was in someone's head. This is weird. But uh, 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 third Mike and uh, uh, our resident um, Pazuki, uh Joe <laughs> Cocazello, is uh, he is in uh, South America saving the tree frogs. Uh, as we know, he is a huge environmentalist. Uh, who am I kidding? He's trying to get ayahuasca, and he's licking said tree frogs yeah, to he's, also he's blast the out to another universe. Yes, he's gonna. He's 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 on uh, he's on Jupiter right now. Actually, so yeah. Uh, but you know, you all know how to find him. Just look in the mirror, say his name three times, and he'll show up with said ayahuasca and poisonous frogs. It's true. It's true. Although, to be fair, if you look in a coke mirror, he comes faster. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you know what? Let's get to it. Let's introduce our guest. We have a very funny comic on the podcast today. Welcome, Aiden McCluskey, everybody. Welcome, Aiden. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Yeah. Uh, th- for those of you who uh, who who aren't part of the scene or don't know, uh, Joe Cocazello absolutely loves Aiden, which makes this even funnier. <laughs> Uh, he can't, uh, he, he likes to, uh, because of a, speaking of old references, he likes to call you Gator. Yeah, from the fucking Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> you know, I, 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 have any of us seen that movie? No. No, I haven't. No, no, just Joe? Just Joe. Yeah. Some, I think it, it, the only references to it other than uh, Joe that I remember is it was discussed on an episode of Archer back in one of the original seasons. <laughs> or, and that was the person's reasoning was because of Archer. Yeah. But it's not. Joe actually knows it just from the actual film. Yeah, Joe's seen the movie. Yeah, he's seen it. He owns it on VHS, Betamax, yeah. and Laserdisc because it probably never <laughs> came out on DVD. <laughs> well, Aiden, uh, this is the Awful Service Podcast. We could talk about Burt Reynolds' films all episode. And we and, and you Joe know Cocazello. And Joe Cocazello. We could have uh, 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 our own gumball run, you guys. But no. He's all, he's always here in spirit, though. He's, yes, he's here. In, he's going to come in as a ghost. He's like, boom. Did I scare you? <laughs> but no, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about uh, different customer service stories and the uh, uh, the uh, uh, events there within. Uh, the very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume. Oh, man. Show us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right to open fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former job's filthy, shady politics. Show us your resume. Yeah, 
Yeah, Aiden, the, the resume section, basically, you talk about the, some of your jobs and notable stories that have happened there. You don't have to tell us all of your jobs. Uh, you don't even have to go chronological. You can go reverse chronological. And you're a young enough risky. man. I think you could. I think he still yeah. could. You know, us at our age, it might be a bit. That's a risky maneuver. But well, I don't even know, dude. I have way too many jobs. <laughs> to my age, I've had way too many because I started working when I was uh, like 13. Oh, I was on, under the table. Yeah. I worked at a curling rink and then across from the curling rink, there was a bar and they were like, we'll hire you. <laughs> so you worked at the <laughs> curling rink first? Yeah. Cleaning ice. Yeah. I was an ice cleaner. So every day well, I would show up to the curling rink and have to clean and shave the ice. I don't really know how we were allowed to do it because we had to <laughs> use a fucking machine that shaved the ice with like a fine razor. Mm-hmm. And, old on its own and you had to control it yourself and we were like 13 <laughs> pushing that thing <laughs> no we had zero supervision <laughs> what yeah just so like a mini zamboni is that kind of the idea sort of it was like a i want to say like it was like a four foot wide like uh push ice shaver and it kind of rolled on its own once you turned it on and then you just had to have someone to swing it around mm-hmm. and uh it was just me and two other 13 year olds just shaving ice yeah you were shaving ice before you could even shave your faces You're... Yeah. Yeah, you dude, were sh- yeah you were shaving ice before you could legally work at a place that serves shaved ice pretty much well and then that's we got hired at that bar <laughs> all of us because we would go over there eat lunch during uh bonds and then they were like do you guys want a job and we're like sure so then we got hired to work in the back as uh dishwashers at 13 mm-hmm. and uh they paid us cash and i remember sometimes i would be in the kitchen on a school night until like one two in the morning it was insane <laughs> yeah, they, they, this is just one of those instances where, like, tell me you grew up in small town Minnesota without telling me you grew up in small town Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, Wisconsin was where I was at. It's, it's same difference, just drunker. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm still amazed that uh, you needed to clean ice at, at a curling rink, considering you know all the sweeping that goes on there. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Bad joke. Ding, <laughs> ding. Ding, uh, ding, ding. No, but like that's, that is, you're right though. Smezrud hits on a real good point. That is a very like small town, you know, like, eh, it's good for the kids. They need, they need to yeah, be doing something. There's kids around. Let's give them something to do. Yeah. I mean, my dad was like, I remember I was 13. He's like, you need to get a job. <laughs> or you have to move well, out. Yeah. No one else has a job. Well, it, w- growing up, same with me, is like there was like an ultimatum for my parents. Like, you're either playing sports or you're getting a job. You can't, you know. Oh. So, so you stay in sports. Or if you decide not to play sports and you don't want to play sports anymore, you're getting a job. And I had friends that had like started getting jobs super early like that, too. And they're like, no, stay. Stay playing yeah. sports. Even if you suck, just keep playing sports. <laughs> I would have played sport. I'd have been a different man if I was given that ultimatum, dude. 
you'd be a, you'd be a professional uh, curling player, is what you'd be. You'd be <laughs> well, throwing yeah. them stones, baby. <laughs> I I I am a victim of child labor. Uh, I started work at nine years old, so I get it. Uh, yeah, my parents owned a motel. They're just like, oh, he's he's good. Just go 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 start. You go go clean. You can go clean rooms at nine years old. Go take the garbage out. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's where I found out what sex toys were at age ten. Oh man! Yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> found a double-sided marital aid. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! The most stuff happens in hotels. Yeah, and it is even worse because it was a motel. <laughs> you know, no, you pull up to the room. Mm-hmm. That's way worse. <laughs> I was twelve when I I remember uh, the very first time I definitely. Uh, helped someone with an affair because I checked a person in and I knew that the person they were with, they weren't married to. I remember telling my parents, I'm like, well, I I saw this and I, I, should I say anything? They're like, no, that's none of our business. Did they pay? Yeah. Then fuck it. Just you're, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. Don't Don't don't. bother. It's none your in business. So you're working, you're, you're washing dishes at, was this still at 13, 13, 14, I'm assuming. Jesus. I remember uh, my dad would have to pick me up so I'd call him whenever I was done with work at like 1, 2 in the morning. And then I would be at school the next day with my buddy Connor, who worked there too, at the curling ring. And he would be like, ma'am, I'm really tired. They're keeping us up late. (laughs) And then uh, I did that for like six months or so, maybe a little bit longer. And then I just was like, I'm done. I stopped showing up there. Mm-hmm. And I got a job in the summertime detasseling corn. Oh, you were corn boring. Yeah. 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 I, we uh we we just found out about that a while back. Uh I like I had never heard of it. It's like, mm-hmm. did you guys call it did you guys you guys did you what you just called it detasseling? Yep. Yeah. Did you ever uh did you ever like uh do like uh, like oh, we had a, a comedian Nick Hoff was on and we were talking about that. Like, did you ever play like games where you're trying to like sneak up on each other and fuck with each other, or was it just all work? No, we would do things where we would like pluck off pieces of corn and like throw it because we would be in like the baskets of a tractor, you know? Because mm-hmm. it would be like a tractor driving, and then it had big wings that went out the side, and then there were two baskets in the front. And it was two kids per basket. And there was like three baskets on one side of the tractor, three baskets on the other, and two in the front. And uh, you'd just stand back to back with another kid. And he had one row and you had the other. And you just had to pull the tassels of corn from like six in the morning till like one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it would be so fucking hot. And then, like, in the morning when you're first out there, you wear shorts and shit because it's going to get hot. Uh, the corn would just cut your legs and arms up because it's there. So all of us kids, we would get done and come out, and we'd all be, like, cut up and down our legs and arms. But it was a fun job. <laughs> oh, man. What is – you have a your, – your early work history was, like, places where i think your dad was trying to like kill you like first he's like he's like go work at the curling rink with the razor shaver 
Then you're going to go in a bar till one in the morning. And now you're going to work around heavy machinery. Good luck. Well, this is also sounds like old timey work across the board, too. So like you're what a time traveler from the 1880s. Dude, right? It doesn't sound real. Like the job <laughs> that I'm doing, it, they sound so fucking made up when I tell people. <laughs> so, I was 13 years old and decatasseling corn with my bare hands in the fields. Like, <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> uh, it was probably 2000. So the 21st 10? century. <laughs> yeah, 2010, probably. 2010. <laughs> Yeah, so about 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. This sounds like something that was like, this was like that, uh, that what was that uh, movie with uh, with Tom Cruise and uh, Nicole Kidman where they, they're they the Irish people trying to get farmland? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, it sounds like, a, it it sounds like an 18. It eyes like wide a, shut. Yes, yeah, so it, it, was, it was eyes wide shut. Hundred, Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Uh, it does <laughs> definitely sound like an 1800s uh farming epic <laughs> like for real yeah. though, like you're out there with a sigh well and like sometimes the farmer couldn't drive the tractor so like he would just have the oldest kid drive the tractor <laughs> oh that's a good idea so the oldest kid would be uh this dude named tj Bearguth, and he would drive the tractor and sometimes he wouldn't like because we would run out of water and then we were, when we would run out of water, we would, like, throw corn at his head while he was driving on the tractor. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so when you got done uh, doing the cor- – so you're doing corn detasseling. Did you ever see – did anyone get fucked up? Like, any, like, accidents? Like, farming accidents are, are gnarly. Mm-hmm. Not that I remember. We got right. fired uh, – because so my buddy worked at a different farm doing the same thing and uh he got fired from his job and he was like yeah they said that the that the mexicans work for way cheaper and that they don't need us anymore so they fired they, they took your jabs they fired yeah. children they fired the kids to hire the mexican and like we were like well that's going to happen to us and it did. It ended up happening to us. You see, immigration, this is... Look, you're taking jobs away from, from children. From children, man, yeah. It's <laughs> fucked up. The sale of Charleston shoes in that town were down 200%. <laughs> this, is, this is what Joe Biden wants for America. And then... <laughs> The next job after that doesn't even, it does, once again, doesn't really sound real. Uh, I worked at a place called Peanuts Toy Barn. <laughs> You're right. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was like this dude who came to town and then bought or rented out like this building in town and sold toys out of it. But also he had like a big Amazon business. Mm-hmm. And we worked at his shipping department, mm-hmm. which was just a fucking like unheated shed <laughs> where we packaged toys for him. And we were like 15, probably at this point, 15, 16. And uh, we worked, it was me, my buddy Cole, my buddy Garrett, and then um, this uh, mentally disabled uh, dude named uh, Nick. 
and uh, this dude named Carl. And Carl was this, like, 50, 60-year-old dude, real gravelly voice. And one day I was, like, talking to him, and I was like, so how did you, like, where are you from? And he was like, oh, I'm from from New Jersey. And I was like, what brought you here? And he was like, a lion whore with big tits. (laughs) Was he the one that when you guys ran out of water, did you start chucking toys at his head? No, we never ran out of water there, thank God. We never had heat, though. That sucked. Oh, it was so it wasn't heated or air conditioned. No, it was as hot as it was outside or as cold as it was outside. <laughs> Just put on another jacket. Pretty much, yeah. And then you had to wear like fingerless gloves because you were packing toys, like little toys into bags. Um Well, they're peanuts. Yeah, peanuts toy bar. <laughs> yeah. And uh Dang. one day because we used to fuck with Carl so bad. <laughs> One day we, I brought a speaker from home and we played, uh, do you know the song Sandstorm? Yes, Darud, yes. Yeah, so we played, I turned Sandstorm on and he was like, oh nice, some music. And we hid the speaker and he was like, cool, some music. And then we just kept playing it over and over and over. <laughs> and, then, and then my friend goes, we should get some music going in here. And then like his face changed, and he's like, "You tell me you don't hear that right now?" And we're like, "Hear what?" Just gaslighting the fuck out of some old guy. Yeah, we're like, "Hear what?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking insane. You hear that music, right?" And we started playing our own music on our phone, and he's like. What the fuck is going on? He thought he was going insane. He started walking around and ripping boxes down, trying to find the speaker. He just could not find it because we hit it up towards the ceiling. And then um, he he looked at my friend and my friend was like, dude, he was almost crying. And he was like, please tell me I'm not going crazy. And my friend was like, I don't hear what you're hearing right now. I don't know. He just got in his van and like he was just looking at us through the open shed doors and he's like, I'm not fucking insane. And then <laughs> drove it and left for the day. See, what he didn't know is we hit a sec- second speaker in the van. <laughs> that, see, that would have been <laughs> Dude, the chest move. Funny. You have another one and then like he's like two miles away and then all of a sudden, and then he just crashes his van into that whore with big tits. Oh. That's those were probably the craziest jobs I worked. Other than that, <laughs> I love that by fifteen, you're already working with a grizzled divorcee who's just like. Ah, also, at fifteen, you already know how to commit to the bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, we tortured <laughs> that poor old fucker, dude. <laughs> I'm still just imagining him. Just that's so vivid. Him just tearing down boxes, looking for the sandstorm. Oh yeah, Where he was it? ripping them down. <laughs> he was like. Quit fucking with me. And we were like, what are you talking about, dude? What are you, what's going on? It sounds like robots having sex or something. I don't know what's <laughs> going <laughs> Only, Yeah, that's especially that song, too, because it's lyricless is even funnier. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just keeps going over and over and over. And like, yeah, the, the original mix of it, too, is like 10 minutes long. So that even <laughs> fun. 
Like if you were playing that one that has like the weird interludes and shit, that's even funnier. Oh my god. So after you got done torturing a guy from New Jersey, wh- where'd you go after that? Uh, I kind of hopped around a bunch. After that, I went to um, Barnes & Noble, which was very normal. <laughs> they didn't have um, anything there you could cut yourself or injure yourself with real quick? No. Books are pretty safe, man. <laughs> Consider All things considered, books are pretty safe. <laughs> Worst thing that's going to happen, paper cut. Yeah. Paper cut. I think someone once dropped a stack of like like a box of books on their foot, broke it, but that was like the the furthest it went. Well, you know, it was pretty heavy. It was Daniel Steele, the new Dan Grisham. <laughs> Dan new... Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new John Dean Grisham. Coons. They heard his brother Dan. <laughs> Some hardcore shit, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then from there, I went to Dollar General. And I was like a manager kind of position there. How old were you when that you were a manager at Dollar General? I was uh, 18. Oh, wow. So pretty old for a gen- uh, manager at Donald Dollar yeah. General. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's like, I was well, they only have like one or two people working in Dollar Generals at a time. <sighs> yeah, dude. I Well, sometimes because my town was so small, it would just be me. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of nice, honestly, because I would just rip open packages of food on the like aisles and eat them. <laughs> and then that's a man. You 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 must have a really good gut biome because that just sounds like IBS. Oh, dude, no! I would eat Swedish fish right off the shelf oh, and well, then that's... leave the packages there. <laughs> and they call it grazing, but I. <laughs> The one thing that people, I feel like everyone should know about Dollar General is they don't do inventory ever. Really? So, like, we don't, we have, like, their loss prevention uh, is just a, a ballpark estimate of what, uh, what <laughs> they they're losing. They rely on all their there. vendors to keep inventory for them. Yeah. So, like, they don't really do any loss prevention. They just base it off of the sales of that store and then send you what they think they that you would need. So, like, you could steal anything from there and they're not going to catch you. Because they have no idea what's being stolen or what's just being bought. Plus, if there's one kid in the store, one like an 18-year-old is the only kid in the store... And you're not getting paid enough to try to stop someone from shoplifting at a dollar. Absolutely not. No. You're just like, good for you. No, that's good. Yeah. If they got the ball, someone stole our uh, rug doctor when I worked there. (laughs) That's not a dollar store item. Because they checked it out and then never brought it back. But whoever checked it out to them did not, like, sign their name or have them, like, fill out the booklet. So they just fucking stole the rug doctor, and we never had one again. <laughs> you only had, you only had the one. Yeah. Um, and then that was a pretty basic job. After that, I went to, uh, I worked as a Meals on Wheels delivery driver for three years. After that, okay. when you were at Dollar General, though, there was there's there nothing that. I have to imagine like something some of the uh, the clientele, right? Yeah, it's the dumbest of the fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that got there. I mean, it's I would describe fucking Dollar General as like Walmart's retarded cousin who's not allowed to own guns and doesn't like vegetables. <laughs> Fair. 
yeah, like that, that's how I would describe Dollar General. And the people that shop there are all mentally on the same page. <laughs> Fair. You know what, though? They know who they are. They know their clientele. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's Isn't Dollar General like a Jesus company, too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. But they're pretty low-key about it. I feel like only the employees really know. Mm-hmm. But they're not really pushing anything on their customers. It's not like Chick-fil-A or anything we're close right. enough to say. Yeah. Uh, they're not they're they're donating to the anti-gay thing but they're a little you know they're a little cooler about it mm-hmm. any like any like uh do you have any stories about like any of the like dealing with any of these customers other than the ones that just stole um not so much the customers as i worked with some really dumb motherfuckers oh uh, <laughs> i my general manager at the store was this dude named uh, Len. Len, I think his name was. And uh, he was this gay dude who originally grew up around that area and then had lived uh, down south for a little while and then had to come back up. Um, And he was probably one of the dumbest dudes that I've ever met in my life. And I think he stole the rug doctor to be honest. (laughs) He sold it on the black market. Yeah. Because he, uh, he was the only one that really had the key to that. So to check it out. And, um, it was an inside. The rug doctor was an inside job, <laughs> dude. It was because then Just a couple of weeks later, doctor... he starts advertising around town that he has a carpet cleaning business. <laughs> um, pretty much like two or three weeks after the rug doctor goes missing, like they made it a really big deal because they were like, "That's like a few grand," mm-hmm. and um, they got like all worked up about it. And then all of a sudden, I guess in the middle of the night, him and this new gay lover that he had met decided to move to an oil field in North Dakota or South Dakota right after the rug doctor got stolen. And he had come into a large amount of money. But for like small town, like a large amount of money is probably like two grand. (laughs) Enough to get out. (laughs) Yeah. See, see, here's what he did. He sold the rug doctor to a tweaker who thought they were going to make money so that they could buy more meth. That's and then he was going to so he was going to start a business. And then he's like, yeah. And then they got the fuck out of there because he, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we had uh, this other girl who worked there and uh, she was in constant battles with her baby daddy. Just constantly. So, like, sometimes her daughter would just be at work with her. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, oh, okay, her daughter's staying here until 11 or 12 at night. She'll put her to just work. Chilling around the store. She kind of did. She kind of would just mill around and help her mom out with shit. But, like, I wasn't, we weren't really supposed to say anything about her being there, which was, like, it's obvious she's here. Mm-hmm. Like you guys said, there's only two people working in the store ever. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other. I was really fucked up when I worked there. I was like high all the time. I would imagine you'd have to be. I thought that yeah, was a prerequisite. So... It's, it's, they took a different kind of drug test. They're like, oh, you're sober? You can't work here. Get out. And it was like, 
You're telling me I can work here high and have all the Swedish fish I want? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's part of the it's one of the it's one of the uh, it's one of the options. It's the it's the stock option is and you get to eat some of the stock. Yeah. Uh dude, it was like the first real full time job I had after I got out of high school mm-hmm. and my girlfriend was like a grade below me. So I got out of high school and she was a senior and I was like eighteen working full time at Dollar General. And it was just like a miserable existence for like a lot of time. Sounds like it. Like driving from Dollar General over to meet her on her lunch break. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it just was like not good. I can imagine. I stopped showering. I had to have been so depressed because the more I think about it, I was (laughs) like, yeah, I I don't think I showered a ton during that time. It's not that you were depressed, Aiden. You just wanted to connect with your clientele. Yeah. I wanted wanted to be like one of them. understand you wanted to la- you wanted to walk a few miles in their shoes <laughs> their 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 shoes that has a hole in them right right little toe sticking out <laughs> so you, you went to I, now i understand why you worked for meals on wheels for three years after that you're like this is amazing these people yeah are it was happy. so easy people were nice because you showed up and you were there to like feed them mm-hmm. like you brought people food yeah, I never really had anything um, bad happen. While I was working there, though, um, there was a, an older dude who, so he had called for like a wellness check because this guy's, uh, or this girl, this woman's son would come out and take the meal every morning from this guy. Mm-hmm. And the old dude had realized, like, I haven't really seen this bitch in like a few months. Oh, so he called in for a wellness check and the police showed up and it had turned out that this dude had his mom uh, stuffed in a chest freezer in the garage. She had died of natural causes, but he had just stuffed her in the chest freezer and was collecting her checks and eating. Yeah, eating the meals that were getting delivered. So he didn't like kill her, but he just like preserved her body so that he could just keep making money off her it was a kind of like a modern version of psycho but a instead bit, of running yeah. the instead of running a motel it was just he was just grifting the government yeah dude it was i mean it was sort of commendable <laughs> right honestly. yeah i, mean, I was oh. like oh he didn't kill her he just was uh benefiting off a situation that was yeah i, I don't blame the dude the, the, the chest freezer was a bit much. Yeah, she must have been a real old, like little old lady. Yeah, to suffer in a chest freezer like that. Well, it depends on the size of the freezer. What are we talking? No, <laughs> that's 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 disturbing and fun at the same time. Uh, so when you got done delivering, uh, delivering, delivering the meals on the, I'm, I'm sure, I'm actually sure. Did you ever like get the? I've heard like some people who've done wheels on wheels. Sometimes like the the old folk, but hey, sit down and eat with me. Yeah, they do really, like, they want to talk, um, but the thing is, like, um, the ones that I was really delivering to were, a lot of them were on hospice, oh. so, like, uh, their family would already be there, and this was just a thing that they qualified for, mm-hmm. like, uh, along with their hospice program or, like, whatever government uh, funding they were getting. 
So they really didn't want to talk. A lot of them were like half, their mouth was half open. It was like, are they even eating these meals? No, it's it's probably it's it, it's a legit version of what that guy was doing with the the dead mom, right? <laughs> yeah. It for real. Like I know this uh, just <clears throat> personal personal experience. I know that like they'll just and then it just goes in the freezer and then like either like the spouse will eat it or like their kids yep. who are taking care of them will eat it. Pretty much. And the thing, the interesting thing is, is um, so they get the same meals. So like I worked for Lacrosse County. <laughs> Uh, meals on wheels. They get the same meals as the people in the jail do that day. It's the exact same meal. You think they just you make think people are getting shanked for uh, Jello in these uh, situations? Is that is that, is that what you're trying to imply? <laughs> the, Give yeah, me a Jello, I mean... motherfucker. <laughs> Give me that fruit cocktail. Fruit cocktail. So whatever the. You, I knew whatever the fucking prisoners were eating that day just simply because of what I delivered to the elderly. Ooh, chip beef on toast. So that can either go two two ways. Either the prison system in that area had you know enough funding to feed the inmates decent enough food, or ah. or the <laughs> Meals on Wheels was fucking dog shit. That's, I think of the latter. <laughs> I'm exactly. I was gonna say it's the second of the two. For sure. Oh. Meals on Wheels was just feeding old people swill. It was disgusting. Yeah. yeah. That's when you, but that's when you know someone was getting executed because uh, so that day someone got a really good. Uh, they both, yeah, they, actually, that day both people got last. Oh, meals. the last meal got duplicated. Everyone's getting fucking surf and turf today. <laughs> well, I was about to say it's a, it's it, it's a last meal in in a few respects if you think about it. <laughs> It was a, that was an interesting job as far as like a perspective change on like uh, how old people, you just kind of get forgotten Mm -hmm. in the end for the most part. I mean, people are like, here's your food. Don't fucking bother us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So this, this is, this is getting real sad real quick. Um, no, I get it. Uh, so, where did you where did you go after Meals on Wheels? I was a legal assistant for uh, two years that sort of ran concurrently with Meals on Wheels, and then um, COVID happened, and I was like the I was like an intern mm-hmm. sort of a thing there, so they didn't really need me anymore, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I got laid off, and then from there, I worked a fuckload of jobs. Like right after that, I yeah, went back, from back to Jimmy John. <laughs> yeah, I went from uh, Jimmy John's to uh, a moving company to Walmart to uh, this contract job where I was doing like. Uh, just polling work. It was just sort of like, um, hey, make sure you guys go out and vote. Oh, oh yeah. It was like one of I those. Did that in college. Yeah. It was a thing like that. You and just then get out the vote and you just, they give you a big ass list. Yep. Yeah. And you just go door to door. And uh, after that, I came back and then I worked. Um, I was selling internet and cable. Um, 
I did the hat for a little while. And then I worked um, in a group home that Corey Nelson got me set up in uh, up here. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a day facility with people with autism. And then I taught art there for like almost a year. Man, that was that was freaky fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, literally, like you're just like that's like someone's full resume, and you did that in two and a half years. Yeah, dude, I know. I was in, it was crazy because after COVID, it was like I just could not hold a fucking job for the life of me, and it was like no fault of my own. It was like the moving company got weird because uh, people didn't want to have other people coming into their homes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, they don't want to get infected. Right. So then, like, no one was moving anywhere. Or if if they they were, were, they were doing it themselves. Right. So, like, I got fired from there, laid off from that one. And then Walmart was just, like, extremely demoralizing. Just really. (laughs) And this is coming from somebody who worked at Dollar General General. flashbacks. Yeah, (laughs) right, dude. It was. Because I worked morning stocking shifts, so I worked from, like, 5 a.m. till fucking, like, 1, I think, 1 or 2. And um, it was just, like, the worst. Because it was during COVID, so you'd have people coming in without masks on. And to be honest, I really didn't give a shit about any of it at the time, because I fucking work at Walmart. Yeah. Why do I care about saving anybody's life right now? fair like people are coming in with no mask on and it's just like policy that they have to wear a mask yeah you're just like doing the whole like hey you have to put a mask on like you're not yeah disingenuously being like before you do can you just please cough into my mouth (laughs) yeah right yeah it was like lick my eyeball i really don't give a fuck about what you want to do like, but it would be like, can you please just, you have to wear a mask if you want to shop here. And then it would be like, fuck you. No, I'm not wearing a mask. You're part of the, the state. And it's like, I'm not part of the state, dude. I'm getting paid twelve fifty a fucking hour. <laughs> I, I don't care whether you live or die. This is just their policy. And I'm supposed to tell you this. Right. I remember one time we threatened to like unionize at walmart because they weren't paying us hazard pay yeah and like they came to me and they were like uh do you want to join the union i was like yeah i don't really care i was like we could be a union we could not but whatever you guys do i'll do whatever you know and then they all called us into the break room one day and they were like hey so we heard there's some talks about uh unionizing um we just want to say here at Walmart, we really appreciate what you guys do. And uh you guys are heroes and we want to pay you back. So here's what we've uh, what we can do. And they gave us all a ten dollar subway gift card. <laughs> that yeah, you know what? That's so much better than hazard pay. I With think the- if- uh, in past in episodes, 
we we actually showcased a video that was anti-union Union. propaganda from that walmart. was put out by walmart from walmart yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, like, not, they don't want them to unionize they're just like i heard that uh at a union store someone ate a baby <laughs> it, it was like it was i heard this one place unionized and it shut the whole place down now nobody's got jobs now nobody nobody and then they they forced me to pay union dues and i wanted to buy a sea-doo oh my god and then, like, in the corner of this fucking Subway gift card, it was, like, the Walmart logo, and it just said, <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> it was the most insulting thing I've ever been given. And I didn't give a shit if we unionized, but in that moment, I was like, fuck you, we should have unionized 100%. <laughs> you wanted to strike right there. You're like, yeah, <laughs> they don't even have $5 footlongs anymore, Walmart. But you go use the gift card, like everyone all at the same time, it's part of the walkout. You go to the subway that's in the Walmart. In the Walmart, in the Walmart yeah. And then you buy sandwiches and then all just walk out eating a meatball sub. <laughs> the shit of it was is like Walmart's the, or uh, Subway's the kind of place where like you can't get away with spending only ten dollars. No, so right. I'm walking out of there losing three dollars after that right. <laughs> for a subpar with, meal. Yeah, with a pin that says "Not all heroes wear capes." It's like I fucking earned this sub, man. Please tell me you still have the pin. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I would wear that everywhere. Like, where'd you get that? I served. I served my country. I served. Yeah. I, I earned this uh, in the trenches of uh, of Walmart. I was there slashing prices for your freedom. <laughs> I definitely know I have a picture of it because it comes up in my Snapchat memories of like, Here's what happened two years ago today. And it was like, oh, yeah, we'll tried to unionize and they slapped us in the fucking face. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a pizza party because that's usually what they do in these situations. Like, here's some yeah. little Caesars. <laughs> Not Got about pizza. six hot and ready's and there's 24 of you. Okay. We, we cut the yep. slices into we cut the slices in half. So you all can have a, a little yeah. fucking. Oh. I, yeah, that place sucks. <laughs> But then every job I had after that was honestly not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the group home had its own ups and downs, but that was like, you knew what you were getting into. Right. But, like, Walmart and Dollar General were the kind of place where, like, um, my favorite story from Walmart, actually, is just an example of how, like, morally corrupted had made me from mm-hmm. working this fucking it was like 4 30 in the morning and i was like late for work and i was running in and this old lady i think her name was like caroline or something she was ahead of me in one hand she's got a metal water bottle in the other hand she's got a uh a stressed gallon ziploc bag filled with like everything this bitch must have owned like everything that she owned was in this bag and she's also rushing in and her feet get tangled up and she just trips over nothing and mm-hmm. like slams the ground with zero self-preservation skills and the bag tears open and blows pictures of her grandkids. There's like thread change just all over the parking lot. And it's like me and two other employees that witnessed it happen and the guys are sitting on overturned shopping carts smoking. And the dude was like, oh, 
and then like stood up and like stretched his back and he's like, you good? And she's like, I I think so. And she's like trying to stand up on her own. And we watched her try and stand up on her own. And the dude was like, and flicked his cigarette and came walking over. And he had to help her get up. And it was like the most annoyed all of us had been all day. We were like, God damn it. I can't believe you had the audacity to fall. <laughs> and then you, and then, and then. You it's delivered a Walmart meal to her. drains the empathy out of you. Oh, it sure. really You see the worst of humanity. You know, I think it's it's interesting that you're going through all those jobs, and I'm like, it's during COVID, and I'm like, well, the good thing about all those jobs is you know you would have COVID because all of those jobs come with free smells. Mm-hmm. And we had to get the forehead check every day before you came into work. Oh, yeah. I remember having to do that. Like, I would deliver to Walmarts. Yep. And they would, we'd have to stand outside. We'd be like 20 below with the wind blowing at us. And they'd open the, the receiving door and just, I'd see an arm come out with a little gun. Mm-hmm. God damn, dude. I hated that time. Right. Thank God we're at a better we're in a better place in America, you guys. Much better. <clears throat> Doing something. Right. Well, Aiden, um on this podcast, we don't just exist to listen to stories of uh children ch- ch- children labor, uh free smells, Walmart corrupting us. No. Uh this is the Awful Service Podcast. We also exist to battle the scourge known as Karen's. Mm-hmm. We continue on to the next segment. We always like to ask our guests, Aiden, how would you define a Karen? Just a straight up bitch. <laughs> like, someone you're like, God damn it. Anytime you see her walk into a room, you're like, this is going to suck for the next <laughs> however long she plans to be here. This is going to be bad. And you were at a Dollar General Walmart, so a long time. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Getting all of the groceries for her and her fat kids, yeah. And the cats. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> well, each and every week, uh, we look at different Yelp reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews. Sometimes they're tweets or handwritten notes. And it's a segment we call the Karen of the Week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh, my God, Karen. Oh, my God, Karen. This oh is Karen. God, Karen. I'm your boss. Oh, my God, Karen. Oh, my God, Karen, I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen. Each and every week, fellow contributor, uh, fellow third mic, and general saint of a human being, comedian Rebecca Wilson dramatically reenacts one of these Karen complaints. And here's Rebecca with the Karen of the week. Good evening. I am sat in a pub nearby to your recently opened business. And not for the first time, I am again very annoyed at the noise emanating from this location. I have not, nor have any of my friends who I am with this evening come to your business, yet again our evening is disturbed by the noise from your location. I 
don't not want to hear your music. And after a quick review with other clientele both with and near me, no one else here seems to either. The arcade and bowling alley, which is close to you, have the decency to play music only for their patrons. It does not disturb other businesses. If you have to play music, can you ensure it is only played for those who choose to go inside your business? I have not. My friends have not. What is this? What? It was a one-star review for a restaurant that the person hadn't even been to. Okay. It was a nightclub bar restaurant sort of place. And she's complaining because she was at a different restaurant and could overhear the dance club music. God damn. <laughs> right? Oh, <good. laughs> you understand, like... I will not tolerate this noise pollution. Right? Yeah. It's it 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 reeks of just like um yeah but it, this is ruining my experience even though there's probably people enjoying themselves at the club dancing whatever you know well, and it seems like it was written in a huff you yeah. know yeah oh definitely written it's in all a huff. broken the phrases are all broken and weird mm-hmm. she's writing it as she's listening to the music for sure right. ugh. It's <laughs> she's also tearing down boxes trying to figure out where that speaker is. You know what I mean? <laughs> where is it? Um, but that ha- that that the fact that she would take the time to not only like to to do the and like it. One thing I love about Rebecca when she does this is she reads the words exactly the way they were written. That's why it sometimes. Natal will go with this too. Sometimes it just sounds like disconjected. It just makes no sense. Yeah, and it, it this is a definitely an example of it. And especially like the the audacity to not only and to give them a one star review because they're playing music and you can hear it in a different venue. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like what these people find a way to be bothered about anything. Mm-hmm. And then they project it, like, into another space that they're not even occupying. Yeah. It's it's unreal. (laughs) It's where we are as a country, ladies and gentlemen. God, those people, I just can't stand women like that. And there's so many of them in the Midwest. There's a very high concentration of them. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes... Uh, when you complain about noise at a nightclub, you have to ask yourselves, gee, why did it fail? Why did it fail? Everything was squared away. Everything was squared away. I had my plan written down. I had my plan written down. I thought I was here to stay. I thought I was here to stay. Now Now I have to figure out why, gee, why did it fail? Gee, why did it fail is a segment where we look at different uh, businesses, menu items, and as soon as we've basically been on Zoom, we talk about uh, different uh, commercials, training videos. And uh, for our listeners, if you've uh, listened to any of our recent episodes, we have a new obsession. And it's called Norton Furniture out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, this guy is Cleveland's version of fancy ray aiden oh hell yeah okay 
Yeah. But with a very distinct difference. Like, so he produced. We finding we're finding out hundreds of local commercials, and these are just their their works of art. So I, I picked a couple of us for uh, for us to watch here real quick, uh, and we can review. But uh, uh, Mark is from Cleveland, and he has a Southie Boston accent. Yep. And it is it's just a thing of of beauty. So we again we have to ask ourselves, gee. Why did it fail? Honey, what's that smell? I don't know. What's that smell? Good news for people have credit no. problems. Norton Furniture is here for you. No. My name is Mark, and you can count on it. My name is Mark, and you can count on it. You stink. Mister, you stink. This dude loves to take pauses no matter where he is. <laughs> he is the king of unnecessary pausing. And I also just, it's just, it's, they're like, okay, we're going to, and you could, the best part of this, this whole shtick is we can tell that he's using employees for his commercial. Like this oh. guy's like a furniture mover. Yeah. That, that girl's probably one of like the sales clerks on the floor. And just like, and then it's like, let's make him look like a fat, lazy piece of shit. He's going to smell. And then I love it. She sprays some fucking like some Lysol or something in the background here. <laughs> it's, and, and, and even funnier, so he's he's watching a, a Norton commercial, and Mac. These aren't these aren't superimposed or green screen. I guarantee these are actual figurines that this man owns in the store. In somewhere. the store, yeah. Uh, and this guy has literally just giant figurines. Like in previous commercials, there's been like ninjas and pirates, and like now he's got a weird a giraffe, hippos, weird shit like that. Now he's got a fucking fry guy and a hot dog that's putting ketchup on itself. <laughs> oh man! All right, we'll do we'll do one more here real quick. So I know we we got a limited time with you. If that's but cool. the thing is, you never know what he's selling, but it's yeah. always like you can get credit here, guaranteed. But like the plot of the commercial has nothing to do with furniture. Nothing, not a goddamn thing. <laughs> All right, so this is him as a the the it's furniture doctor. So it's a, okay. another another one here, real quick. Doctor, I don't know what to do. My wife is driving me crazy. You think you got problems? I can't even pay my bills. Doctor, listen to me. If you can't get credit Norton Furniture, you can't get credit anywhere. Doctor, Norton Furniture guarantees same-day delivery. My name is Mark, and you can count on it. <laughs> That's awesome. At least that one made a little more sense. A little bit, yes, but at the same time, like, this guy can't afford it. And he's like, well, you obviously have bad credit, so we're going to... So is he your possessing the furniture he sold to the doctor? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. It's and again, it's just definitely a guy who works for him. Just to put a silly wig on him. Yes. 
we 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 do think that the Mark Mac, Mac has Mac. he just has a bunch of costumes and he's just like okay uh, what are we gonna play with today? A master <laughs> of disguise, if you will. Yeah, and the, well, not him. He definitely puts his like coat, his uh, workers. Yeah, in. dude, it's 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 silly. It's weird. We we we've been obsessed with it, and the best part of it is there's a treasure trove of this shit. There's a reason I can sh- we can show multiple commercials per episode because they're they, quick they, and they they're, they're endless and they're they're always entertaining to us that's so sick dude um i think it's time we 86 the podcast but before we go we do have one last quick segment um this is called human yelp reviews that's for you aiden mccluskey you uh get to review the podcast um, you can use a five-star metric or as many stars as you like you can either review us individually uh, or us as a whole. And uh, whenever uh, you're ready, uh, feel free. All right. Yeah, man. I think that I would give this one a, a four out of five. It would be a five out of five if I wasn't in such a rush, man. But yeah. <laughs> it happens. No worries. No worries. Um, well, We're thank just you so glad much. we got you on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Is, you know, you're a busy guy. Uh, before you go, though, uh, how do our, our listeners follow you? Oh, uh, just uh, AIDSMAN109 on everything on social media. So, Ooh. but uh, yeah, man, thanks uh, for having me on. Upcoming shows, uh, I, uh, this will be coming out uh, this coming Friday. Oh, shit. I don't even know. Uh, I would just say follow me and I'll uh, I'll post about it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I know. I do know. I can announce this. I do know that Aiden uh, is probably going to be in Garrison, Minnesota on the uh, 18th of February. That is true. Yes, that is very true. Uh, I know that because I'm also on that show. Uh, We're going to be in Garrison, Minnesota. Uh, on the 18th of February. Ball, right? Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's actually uh, it's EMTs this time. Okay, well, yeah, there you go. It's going to be in a church, uh, but they don't have they, they don't have that Sartell money, so it's okay. Uh, no, it's 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 going to be uh the two of us. Uh, DC Slim is a, a young a young man who's going to be uh hosting it for us. Uh, we'll be adding another act on there very soon. It'll be on uh, all the socials, both mine and Aiden's. So come on out. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Aiden, thank you uh, so much. I know we, we know you got a dip, so uh, you have a, a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, man. Peace, guys. Later. Uh, Nate, how do people follow you? You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at uh, Nathan Smezrud and N Smezrud on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, upcoming shows, I'm just kind of focusing on my monthly show last Thursday of every month at the Speakeasy downtown uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, had a really fun one just recently with James Thompson headlining it. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be onward and upward with that. Uh, Friday, uh, I forget who's all going to be on. But, yeah, follow me on the stuff and I'll start posting about it. There you go. Uh, you can follow me. I'm Matt Doima across uh, Facebook and Instagram. I am still on Twitter as at Chubby Waiter, as I believe in truth and advertising. Uh, as for me, as I promote every single week, please come on out to the Keller Comedy Open Mic in the basement of the Red Carpet Nightclub in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, the doors open at 8. The show starts at 9-ish. We have $5, 32-ounce beer pitchers, and that includes craft beer. Uh, come on out and uh, see what uh, tens of people are talking about. Tens. 
Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. We we very much enjoy doing the show there. Uh, we're actually coming up. It's going to be our seven year anniversary is going to be this uh, this this spring. So that's that is pretty sweet. Uh, as for shows for me, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, tomorrow night, or no, sorry, uh, sorry, no, it won't be tomorrow night. It'll be the uh, February 11th. Uh, I'm going to be in T, South Dakota, uh, with Ben, Ben Marcotte at Boss's Comedy Club. Uh, we're going to be doing a Valentine's Day show. So if you're romantic Uh and, uh, you enjoy, you also enjoy corn detangling, uh, (laughs) this is going to be the show for you um as i mentioned uh previously on february 18th myself and uh aiden we're gonna be in garrison minnesota at the the bar it's formerly known as the y stop um we're going to uh, be telling some jokes it's gonna be a lot of fun the week after that february 25th i'm gonna be at the silly beaver comedy show in st cloud minnesota featuring uh, after that, the week after that, on March third, I mean, yeah, it's just, your boy's getting some shows. On March third, oh I'm going to be doing the Saint Cloud Tattoo Convention. Uh, so get some ink and some yucks in, and it's going to be some fun. On the 11th of March, I'm going to be doing uh, Carly McMenamin's Triple X Dirty Show uh, in the basement of the Spring Street Tavern in Club Underground. Uh, those shows are always a hoot. Uh, come see me tell some really dirty shit. Uh, and, uh, after that on the, uh, uh, end of the last Thursday in March, I believe it's the 30th. I am going to be doing, uh, the show with Ken Schwinn Edwards in Hutchinson, Minnesota. So lots of opportunities to come see me. Uh, I, I have more stuff in the cooker coming up for, uh, April and May. Uh, excited about that to announce that. Uh, follow our, 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 our friend who's saving those tree f- and licking those tree frogs at photographizing our Joe Cocazello is at photographizing on Instagram. Uh, you can check him out at where over here now, uh, dot com for his, uh, his cuckold podcast about us. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, it's him and his girl. Uh, they do it. They do a, a delightful show. Uh, so you should check that out as well. So if you, if you don't get enough Joe Cocazello on this podcast, uh, get your Joe Cocazello fix somewhere else, but also come back and get your Joe Cocazello fix here. Do both. You you have time. I know you do. There's you enough see. Joe Cocazello to go around for everyone. There is. It there, there really is. Um, beyond that, follow the podcast at Awful Service Pod across all platforms. Uh, thanks again to Aiden McCluskey for doing the show. This was a this was a fun one. Uh, and uh, as always, uh. We're going to need you to stay uh, till 1 a.m. And we don't care uh, what middle school classes you have going on tomorrow. <laughs> we don't. And uh, and have a good night. It's time to count the till. Sweep the floors and mop the spills. Say good night. Dispose of the trash and turn out the light. Tell me. Lock the door.